Welcome to the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast, where I help entrepreneurs go from scattered to streamlined in their creative businesses. I'm your host, Dolly DeLong, a wife, a mom, and a photographer turned systems educator. Join me every week as we have conversations centered around creating tactical workflows and automations in your business. Now, let's make some strategic workflow magic. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast. I am your systems workflow uh, BFF and guide, Dolly DeLong. And today we are in for a treat because I have Angie McPherson on the podcast today. So if you, the listener, have been under a literal rock and you don't know who Angie is, you're going to fall in love with her because Angie is a branding photographer, a marketing strategist and a hype woman for creatives. She photographs entrepreneurs, brands, and influencers throughout the country, providing custom imagery to elevate their brands. So Angie helps branding photographers build an impactful and profitable business through courses, through digital products, and through coaching. So even if you aren't a fellow photographer who wants to learn about branding photography, You are still going to get so much from this episode because Angie is going to be walking us through content repurposing and how to maximize your brand's reach. So you're going to want to listen in and take lots of notes. And so before we dive into the heart of this podcast, Angie, do you mind reintroducing yourself to my audience? I know I just gave a more formal (laughs) introduction, but give my listeners a scoop about who you are who you serve, and just overall why you're amazing. Hi. Oh, my gosh. You're so sweet. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. (laughs) Uh, Yes, I'm Angie. I've been a a photographer for 10 years this year. I actually started as a wedding photographer when I picked up my camera and pivoted into branding photography years ago. And I just love branding photography because before I became a photographer, I worked in marketing and PR. That is my jam. And so when I was ready to take my business to a different level as far as not working on nights and weekends. I was like, you know what? I can combine my photography skill and my uh, marketing skill together and create this amazing branding photography business. So that's what I'm doing now. I'm traveling you know, around the country, photographing entrepreneurs, and I'm helping other photographers make the same transition that I did from any other type of photography, you know, wedding photography, newborn, seniors, into branding photography. And it's so fun to just see the growth of really this this niche in this industry. I love it so much. And I've been enjoying just like watching you and your business from just like getting to know you for the past year. And I like wrote a note to let you know this. I am totally fangirling over <laughs> you right now because I, again, I've been following you for, I think I was trying to think back. It's maybe I was introduced to you through Elizabeth McCravey's podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And I listened to you and I was like, wow, who is this Angie? So I started looking <laughs> and slowly getting to know you. And I really admire you for multiple reasons. Like one, you're a photographer, you're a brand photographer. That's something that I myself am slowly growing into on the photography side of my business. Because I don't know if you know this, I'm a family and branding photographer. And then I also wear the hat of systems and workflow educator. So I'm like juggling three different 
things um, yeah. in my business. <laughs> and I I really love and admire that you're a mom and you like you're a really tough woman in my mind. Like you've been through a lot with your health journey and you still show up like you still show up and you're very consistent with like how you show up for branding and photography education. So anyways, thank you for being thank on my you. like little itty bitty podcast. Oh, stop. <laughs> you're a really big deal. And I'm really like so excited about having my audience learn just more about marketing, because this is something that I see a lot of creative minded business owners struggle with just like not knowing how to market themselves consistently or develop a system for it. And so I'm excited to have somebody else on the podcast to yeah. reach to them about the importance of this. <laughs> Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Of course. Okay. So I don't know if you've listened much to the podcast episodes, but I like to just cut straight to the point of most things in life. Like I love treating my podcast episodes like strategy sessions or masterminds because I really want the listener to walk away with value and clarity with taking baby steps themselves in whatever they've learned about. So I take pride in just like really making sure that my listeners are listening to no fluff episodes. And yeah. so when you said you wanted to talk about content repurposing and maximizing your brand's like outreach, I was like, yes, instantly. <laughs> because this is a topic that I had hinted at before that creative-minded business... I I'm not going to just say creative-minded business owners. All business owners struggle right. with, especially if they don't have a team that is working with them and they don't have VAs that are, that are helping them out. And also, when this goes live, we're going to be in quarter four. And as we're gearing up for a new year, I'm hoping that perhaps like the listeners will take these strategies and run with them to impact the rest of quarter four and then hopefully the new year. So yeah, absolutely. Angie, this was a very long winded introduction to <laughs> you and your expertise. So, so let's, so let's dive in. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I love talking about repurposing content because so many people will take so much time to create that one, you know, golden nugget of content. They'll post it. It'll either do really well. It could do okay. It could flop. And then that's it. They spend all that time and it's just sitting there. And I try to tell people, you should be repurposing and reposting. Literally mm -hmm. two things. Repurposing every single piece of content and also reposting the same content. I always do this. I always recommend doing this by creating some sort of content database in your business where all your ideas go into one database. I personally use Notion. Um, okay. I've seen people use you know, Google Drive, Google Docs, Asana. Any type of like task management. Trello. Yeah, Trello is yeah. another great. I used to use Trello as well. Yeah. And having just a place to just list all of your ideas, all of your topic ideas, and then actually going in and writing the content for multiple platforms within each topic. So say you have a topic that's talking about, say you're a photographer, say you're a branding photographer. And you're telling people the different places that they can be using their branding photos. That is like a cornerstone piece of content. I always recommend getting maybe 10 to 15 cornerstone pieces of content that are really within your own content pillars in your business. Everyone should have their specific content pillars that they are, you know, they're at their zone of genius. They're an expert in. They are really helping their target audience. Having those 
you know, four or five pieces of, you know, just very zone of genius content under the, under those pillars. And then within those pillars, writing specific posts. So for example, like I said, being a branding photographer, one of the cornerstone topics can be different places to use your branding photos. That can be an Instagram post. That can be a carousel post on Instagram. It could be an Instagram reel. It can be you hosting an Instagram live talking about this. It could be a series in your stories that you can move to your highlights. That is all just the different ways you can repurpose on Instagram. I haven't even talked about all the other platforms. You can also put it on your Facebook business page. You can put it on, you know, your LinkedIn. A lot of people sleep on LinkedIn, but if your audience is like corporate, you know, uh, team members, even entrepreneurs, LinkedIn can be a big deal. Uh, Pinterest, your blog, really think about the ways, the the platforms that you know you can show up consistently in. So I'm not saying, okay, take this one piece of content and put it in 15 different places. Put it in those places that you can confidently show up consistently. That might be three places. That might be Instagram, Facebook, and your email marketing platform. That might be Instagram, TikTok, YouTube Shorts. That might be your blog, email marketing, LinkedIn. Pick those you know, pick those platforms that you know you like to show up on, you're consistent on, and also your audience is there. You don't want to be showing up on platforms where nobody's there because you're literally wasting time. Yeah. So starting with your topics and then choosing your platforms that the topics will go on. And then within this this content database, repurposing the copy. So your Instagram might be, you know, a, a caption, a very short caption. And then when you put it to your blog post, it might be a three paragraph blog post with photos, with links across, you know, linking to different parts of your website with links linking out of your website. And then it's going to be a Pinterest vertical image that goes to that blog. So really pick those, those topics, those platforms. And in the content database, I like to put a block for the links. I need to know where this content went, where the links are. So I'll have the Instagram link. I'll have the blog post link. If I put it on LinkedIn, I'll have that link. If I sent it in an email, I have the link to that. And this is really going to help you because like we were talking about, most people don't have a team. You want you want this database to be the hub so that if you do get to a point in business where you're bringing people into your team, you're giving them access and they can literally take that content and put it where it needs to go. Mm-hmm. You can focus on the you know the higher visionary products in your in your business the projects in your business and you can have a virtual assistant or a social media manager or an intern come through and say, okay, we're going to post three times on Instagram this week. Let me go to your database and pick a variation of different, you know, content pillars, subtopics and put that out there. But if you're just waking up every day and saying, what am I going to post on Instagram? What yes. am I going to post on Facebook? It's, it's not sustainable. And it's not going to be consistent for your audience when you're all over the place. Um, when it comes to social media and and all of that, it's really truly about connecting with people. And so I feel like when you have this database, you can go through and week by week, maybe adding three to four topics, maybe even filling it out. AI is crazy. ChatGPT is crazy. You can literally take your Instagram caption and put it into ChatGPT and say, Make this a three-paragraph, long-form, SEO-rich blog post. Here's the keyword link. And it will literally go and write that for you. And you can go through, make tweaks, change anything you need to change, add photos, and there's your blog post. I feel like content creation is just, I don't want to say 
easier than it was. I just think that we have more tools and resources than we used to. And a lot of people spend so much time in their day creating content, brainstorming content. When you can really just take some time per week and batch it, you know, maybe every Monday or Tuesday or whatever, you sit down, you take one hour and you come up with three cornerstone pieces of content and you repurpose it in four different ways. And then you put it into your calendar, literally stick it to your calendar. So I also do this in Notion. I do all my content planning in Notion and, and Notion is is free and mm-hmm. they're a desktop app. There is mm-hmm. an app But I remember when I first started content planning like 10 years ago, when I first picked up my camera, I was just using a Google calendar. (laughs) I was putting in the Google calendar when I was going to be posting things. I love that you mentioned just like starting out with some sort of system. 10 years ago, you just started out using your Google calendar and you you just did it. And so that is the beauty. Again, a reminder to all my folks who are listening in, the beauty of systems is not that you have to dive in and understand how the tech setup and automations and workflows and SOPs like instantly it's the beauty is like taking that first step and developing a system that works for you. And so if that means opening up a Google doc and brain dumping an idea out and then organizing it around that Google doc, then do it, then do it. Having, having the brain dump. Sometimes I'll have ideas that come while I'm driving or while I'm in the shower or dinner and I'm like, okay, what can I open? And I'll open Notion. Some people are like, I don't like tech. I want to write everything. That's fine. Get a calendar, get a planner, you know, that you can uh, put across your desk and write things in, but just find some sort of system that works for you Mm -hmm. and have those columns and rows. So, you know, content pillars, you know, those four to five topics that you'll be talking about. And then within each of those pillars, what topics are you going to be talking about? What blog titles, what email subject lines, what Instagram, you know, overlaying captions, what are those pieces of content? And then mm-hmm. with one, repurposing on a couple of different platforms and reformatting for that specific platform. You don't want to just put your Instagram caption in a blog post. You don't want to put your five sentence Instagram caption in a blog post. You want to make yeah. it an actual blog post that is formatted for that platform. And another thing is reposting. Do not be afraid to literally repost the same content, you know, six, eight, 12 months later. Uh, We went to California for a month this summer and I told myself, I don't want to (laughs) work. I don't want to come up with ideas. And so while I was there, I was literally reposting content, really literally reposting reels that I had posted, you know, over six weeks prior And some of them had more engagement, had Mm -hmm. more activity, more shares. Some of them brought me in more inquiries than, you know, the original post six months ago. wonderful. And you have to think your audience changes month Mm -hmm. to month. So even though you posted something that may have flopped six months ago, you know, you have more followers, you have more engaged followers, you have different followers, you have you know, people who in six months prior, they weren't in a position to really receive that content. And now they're in a different position where you're blowing their mind. So don't be afraid to just literally repost same video, same caption and send it out because you are really going to maximize your reach. Mm-hmm. And you've spent all that time creating that content. Don't just post it and then let it go. Repurpose, 
repost one or the other. <laughs> I love that. I've never really thought about reposting my old reels. That is such a good idea. Yeah, I, I love to do it. And and sometimes the same people who commented on the reel six months ago will comment again like they'd never seen it before. Yeah. <laughs> or they'll be like, oh my gosh, I love when you share this. I'm just giving you lots of love. So yeah. I, I started to see I, I'm on TikTok as a consumer. I don't really create much, but I just, I love it. I'm obsessed with TikTok. And I started to see some people, you know, like influencers who are showing off their outfits or like linking to different home decor. They would repost the exact same thing. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, why don't I repost my educational stuff, my oh, funny shit. photos, you know, all my, my valuable content because you know, six months ago, like I said, some people haven't seen it or they just need to be reminded. So many people need to see things six, seven times before they decide to inquire or make a sale. So. Yeah. And some people nowadays need to see things 77 times yeah. <laughs> before they do anything about exactly. anything. Exactly. So I, I love that you're giving us like permission to, hey, you can repurpose and repost. And yeah. And people probably aren't going to think about it as deeply as you are. Like, because as a reminder to everyone, like we are all always as humans just thinking about ourselves. We're not too worried about what's going on with XYZ. We're mostly worried about ourselves. So people are literally scrolling yeah. really quickly or they're going through their email really quickly. They're not going to be like, oh, my gosh, Dolly just reposted something yeah. from six months ago. They're going to be like, oh, cool. Double tap. Or yeah. let me comment, or they're going to keep moving. So don't worry it, about it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So get out of that mindset if you need to right now, like about overthinking, over worrying about sharing the same content because Angie is reminding us like people need multiple, I guess, like again, that 77 impressions yeah. to be yeah. reminded to take that next action step. So I was actually going to peel it back another layer and ask you. So these cornerstone or pillar content pieces, I refer to them as either video like YouTube or podcasting or blogging. Like that's when I think of pillar content, that's what I think of. Is that what you're referring to? I I would refer those what you mentioned as the platforms. Okay. I'm talking about content pillars. I'm talking about where your zone of genius lies in your business that you can share with your audience. So for example, one of my content pillars is marketing strategy. Mm -hmm. So as a branding photographer, so here are a couple of my content pillars, branding photography, of course. So I'm, sh so that's my, one of my biggest content pillars. So I'm sharing planning tips and, you know, I'm talking to entrepreneurs. Those are my ideal clients. So I'm writing content about branding photography and how it is a huge return on investment in your business, how they can plan their shoots, how they can use the photos, how the photos can go across different platforms. That's one of my content pillars. And those are some of my subtopics under it. Another one, like I said, is marketing strategy. So not only am I a photographer, I'm a marketing strategist. So I can be talking about increasing visibility, generating leads, content planning, like I'm talking about today, launching. I'm a course creator, so I can talk about launching. Another one of my content pillars is entrepreneurial growth. So I'm talking about quarterly business planning, my favorite business tools to use, you know, uh, what my workflow is, outsourcing, automating, delegating, things like that. That's under my content pillar of entrepreneurial growth. 
And then another one is, of course, branding photography education, because I do have, you know, services and offers for branding photographers to really learn from me and become a better branding photographer, book more clients. And so I talk about, you know, under branding photography education, the subtopics are, you know, pivoting into branding photography, client experience, having efficient workflows and processes, tips and tricks, equipment, tools to use as a photographer. And then the last one of my content pillars is inspiration and empowerment. And so that is talking about, you know, my family, travel, personal growth, self-care, you know, anything in my health journey, you know, and also just fun, relatable, entertaining content that all, you know, goes under like that inspiration and empowerment. So those are my, my five content pillars. So once again, branding photography for entrepreneurs, marketing strategy, entrepreneurial growth, branding photography education for photographers, and then inspiration and empowerment. So I just always recommend people to sit in. When I look at that, those are my zone of genius. Those are my mm-hmm. those are my superpowers. Those, I can talk about those for days on end. So before you even create this content database, I recommend choosing your five content pillars and then writing within each pillar five to seven key pieces of content, five to seven topics. What are people frequently asking you? What are your FAQs? What are people, you know, what is your audience really struggling with? So for example, marketing strategy, a lot of entrepreneurs are are struggling with increasing visibility and and getting them, you know, getting themselves out there and and getting more views on, you know, their reels or their, their emails or their blog posts. And so that's a pain point. So my answer to that pain point is how I can help them increase visibility, repurposing content, generating leads. And so when you're thinking about those subtopics, think about the pain points, think about the frequently asked questions. And once you have all of that, then it's literally just plug and play, plug and play to your content database, repurpose across platforms and repost. Are you a creative business owner looking to take your business to new heights? I mean, obviously you are since you are leaning into systems, workflow and SOP education by listening to this podcast. However, do you find yourself a bit lost with where to get started in your own systems and workflow journey? Well, listen up, friend, because I have a game-changing solution and I wanted to share this with you right now. I am so excited to introduce the Backend Blueprint, which is a free class on how to get started with systems, workflows, and SOPs for your creative business. Now I am pulling back the curtain to showcase how five foundational systems and workflows can help you better run and understand your own business so that you can finally operate your business from a place of clarity and not feel so scattered and confused. The only action step you need to take right now is to sign up for this free on-demand class, take notes, and then implement everything you've learned, or at least one step at a time. To access this class, head on over to the show notes of this episode. I love that you um, pointed out that you have subtopics Mm -hmm. within or underneath your pillars. That was a really good way of describing that. And I really, listener, I really hope you take advantage of taking the time out today, set a timer for 45 minutes and literally map out what your zone of genius 
is at or zones of genius is at. I mean, like I'll share my example is you all know I am a photographer and a systems and workflow educator. So based off of this, like my content pillars would be family photography and then the second would be branding photography. And then Mm -hmm. the third would be systems and workflow education for creatives. And then I would have subtopics below each of those content pillars. So it's just, again, it's just like taking the time to map this out, putting it in a project management tool of your choice and starting from there. Yeah, absolutely. So Angie, where are you? I know you shared your content pillars, but what platforms are you using like to share these content pillars? So my biggest one is Instagram. I love the gram that usually I will, I will start writing captions and content for Instagram. And then I'll repurpose those for email, for a blog or whatever. So Instagram is my, is my jam. Also email marketing. I love email marketing because there's no algorithm. You know, it's literally someone's going to open it or they, or they won't open it. I don't have to fight with the algorithm. I don't have to worry about hashtags. I just provide really good content and visuals and send that out. So I love email marketing. Another one is blogging. Blogging mm-hmm. is just so amazing for SEO, search engine optimization, especially when you're, you know, trying to book local clients. Blogging can blogging can be huge for people who are searching for a local XYZ, whatever you are. Yes. And then those are my top three. Facebook, nah, here and there. <laughs> I'll post to it. And sometimes I get really consistent and there's literally no, you know, the out the Facebook algorithm with business pages is crazy. It's like it's, literally yeah. So I, like I said, I pick just a few places where I know my audience is Mm -hmm. and where I love to show up and be consistent. And for me, that is Instagram, email marketing and blogging. You made a comment. You went to California for a month with your Mm -hmm. family, which I love that you did that. Did you plan ahead of time? Okay. I'm going to batch all of this out or I'm just going to repurpose all of this out like ahead of time. Or did you do it on the fly every single day? I had planned to plan it out, but I'm going to be honest. I did not. Okay. (laughs) I was just like curious what that looked like for you. But the the fact of the matter is, is that I had content, you know, I had Mm -hmm. in the queue, things that I knew I can post, things that could be repurposed. I didn't plug anything in a calendar Mm -hmm. that way the best idea, but I knew, Hey, I literally have things to post. So we were there for four weeks. And in the beginning of each week, I'm like, okay, what three to four posts can I get up this week? And I would just go ahead and, you know, get them ready and then, and then post them. So I didn't have a whole month planned out, but I was planning out week by week based on the content that I had backlogged already. Gotcha. And did you, this is just like a personal question. What did you guys do in California? Oh my gosh. First of all, Orange County is the best place for a family vacation. There was literally so much to do. We went to all the beaches, like all across Orange County, up to LA, down to San Diego Disneyland. I have two boys, you know, age three and at the time eight years old. So we went to Disneyland. Yeah. And what else did we do? Zoos, museums, just so much to do literally every day. And we, that was in gosh, June, July. So it's been a few Mm -hmm. months, literally every other day, they're begging to go back. I bet they are. (laughs) Do do you have family that lives there? Or you just decided we're going to live in California for a month? 
No, we just we have just decided a couple months ago. I've always wanted to stay somewhere for thirty days mm-hmm. and put groceries in the fridge and and clothes in the drawers. Like I've always wanted to do that, and you know. COVID happened and then cancer happened. That's a whole other story. And yeah. so this, I was like, we're going to do it. We're going to yeah. do it. Well, I'm so glad. Thank you for letting me like veer off and ask you yeah. that. So, okay. I'm actually going to ask a question based off of that. So as a business owner, like if you can, if you've reflected at all about your experience taking a month off and doing something fun with your family and being more intentional on that side of of your life. What did your business experience during that month off, even if you were repurposing, let's like tie in repurposing content. Did you track anything? Did you notice anything? Did your, what were the benefits? Yeah. I'll let you, I'll let you take it from there. I love that you asked this because I literally was in my content database the other day and I was like, ooh, topic idea. What I learned from my 30 days of battle. I haven't written anything yet, so this will be a great brainstorm session. Okay, good. Yes, let's do it. You know, a lot of things change. It it changed me as a business owner. I I took the trip because I'm an Enneagram 3 and type A personality. I Mm -hmm. love to work. You have to pry my laptop from my, my hands. Wow. <laughs> I love to work. If my kids aren't around, if they, if they are around, then I'm, you know, hundred percent, you know, mom. With them. Yeah. Yeah. No. And so I wanted to give myself permission to take a little bit of a break and also let that inspire me more. I feel like the more that we are working on and in our business, the less that we are just like letting things naturally inspire us. So when I was there, I think I only opened my laptop twice. I opened it once because I did branding mini sessions while I was there. I remember seeing that email. Yeah. Yeah. And then so I opened it to edit the photos and deliver the photos. And so just taking that time off really helped me to come up with new offers and products. You know, I launched group coaching this fall and that really came from just taking that time off and having time to dream a little bit Mm -hmm. while I was there. I also got to photograph while I was there. I did one day. I told myself I wasn't going to work. And I was like, I'm going to do one day of branding mini sessions because how often do I get to photograph in California? California, Yeah. And so, you know, I was there. And so I got a ton of content while I was there that I can still use. Now, the next time I'm going to California or if I want to travel more, I can use all that content and say, you know, I love photographing in California. Look at the previous branding shoots that I did there. And so getting fresh content was really, really fun. You know, I feel like a lot of the time my stories and like I'm in my office, I'm I'm walking down the street. So it's fun to be in a different atmosphere and show people a, a little bit of a different side of me. It was also a great time to, I, I love like sharing personal things mm-hmm. and that whole month, everything was personal. I mean, going to the beach, going to Disneyland, going to the YMCA and dropping my kids off at the kids camp so I can get 10 minutes of a break. <laughs> like just sharing, sharing that really helped me to connect with mompreneurs, mompreneurs who need a break, who need to set their business up so that they can have time off in their business. So that helped create new conversations surrounding that. It also helped me to dial it back. So when I came back and my kids went back to school, I placed a few boundaries in my business. One of them is no meeting Mondays and just making Mondays my CEO day. Because when I when I came back, I was looking at 
my business didn't fall apart. I took a month off. My business didn't fall apart. So how can I structure my week where I'm putting a little bit of that self-care, a little bit of that, you know, quietness into my week? So Monday, I I usually will host, used to host calls on Monday, and then it would make my Tuesday feel like Monday because that's the first time I'm actually in the office. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I only have a couple days to work. So now it's no meeting Mondays, which has been amazing. I'm working on, you know, content planning, working on planning out the week, looking at my income and my expenses and really projecting revenue. And then another thing I've implemented in my business is casual Fridays. And so I, even though I'm hustling and working on Monday, I'm taking those meetings Tuesday through Thursday. And then Friday, I put nothing on the agenda, no meeting, no work or anything. It's just a bonus. If I have to work, that's fine, but I'm not, I'm not working, you know, hardcore on a Friday because by that time I'm already tapped out anyway. Yeah. Oh, I feel like taking that month off, it's giving me, it it gave me the inspiration to be more of a visionary in, Mm -hmm. uh, in my business. And so I hired a virtual assistant. And so a lot of these tasks that I was doing on Mondays and Tuesday through Thursdays, I'm I'm passing over to her so that I can work on more high level projects, actually creating the, that cornerstone content, mm-hmm. repurposing it for me, and then I'm posting. And so we're coming up with a flow of how to get work done, and it'll also help me to you know focus more on my group coaching and my courses with my students. So I was like, what in the world could I just completely pass to somebody else? <laughs> I love so that. Really, that really helped. I you know I haven't had a VA before her in over maybe like six to eight months. And so I feel like going to California for a month and really seeing what needed to be done and what I really didn't need to do myself, it helped me to pass those tasks over to her. Now I'm going to get even deeper and you're going to be like, Dolly, no, (laughs) don't ask me this. But what about your spouse? Like what did, did he have any observations from you taking a step back and like your business was still still moved on, still grew. And what, what did he have to say about you taking a step? Yeah, that's a great question. He definitely thinks I work less now. (laughs) I mean, we, we have been together for 19 years. Wow. Yeah. Almost 20 years. And I, congratulations, by the way, (laughs) that's a testament right there. Thank you. I, I remember when he proposed Mm -hmm. the words that he used, he was like, you're so driven. And I don't remember anything else from what he said. <laughs> That's all I remember. And I was like, hmm, yeah, yeah. Yes, I'm like, I am. The biggest compliment. <laughs> and so that's what he sees through his eyes. I'm mm-hmm. always hustling on the go. Work, work, work. What's the next big idea? How can we help people? And so for me to even, I remember when I told him I wanted to take a month off. And honestly, he, he works a, a nine to five. He couldn't even come the whole month. He came for six or seven days. So it was mostly me and the kids. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And so when I sat across, I, I we went to dinner and I sat across him and I told him I wanted to do his eyes. Were like, what? You're going to take off that long? Wow. Yeah. The kids and another literally coast to coast. We're in Virginia. We went to California. And so, you know, I he's definitely seen a shift in how I work, how often I work. You know, I'm better about closing the laptop when the kids get home from school. I'm better about 
you know, not working on the weekends. So yeah, it, it's definitely been a shift. And like I said, when you, when you make that shift to not be in the hustle all the mm-hmm. time, there are seasons of hustle, you know, oh, there yeah. are seasons, but when you, when you get off that hamster wheel, it's just, everything is a little bit sweeter. <laughs> well, thanks for letting me ask a very personal question. Yeah, absolutely. Like, very curious because I want to stress to the listeners, like, regard like you have to keep in mind the season you've entered mm-hmm. in your new business you might be in year one year two year three you might be in the messy middle of figuring mm-hmm. like honing in on your specialty you might be a very seasoned business owner but either way just keep in mind like your business not only affects you but it mm-hmm. affects your loved ones like your children your yeah. spouse your partner your totally. just who whoever's in your life it affects them and so this is why every single week i show up to showcase like different systems and workflows to better help the back end of your business because then it will impact these people in your life and like angie like what she's sharing with us like these marketing strategies and systems will impact your not only your business but also your life and it it takes baby steps and it takes you like taking the time <laughs> it does. to it really does this. but <laughs> I'm like so impressed and I'm I'm so Thank happy you. you had that you had that month for yourself in California and I like bet anything now it's probably lit a fire in you and oh most gosh. likely I, I want to do it again <laughs> yeah I bet I'm gonna see that again like I'm totally calling it I'm to- I'm totally calling you taking not one month, but two separate oh months gosh. off. I'm, I'm calling it. I'm calling it. <laughs> well, I I think we want to do it again, not next year because we have a big family vacation next year, yeah. but in 2025, I'm like, let's go to Hawaii. I knew or- it. I was like, I bet <laughs> do anything. It's going to be like somewhere oh else. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That was my original plan until I saw how expensive yeah. it worked. <laughs> you can save because, up for it now. Right. My husband is actually Hawaiian. His mom is Hawaiian. Oh. She grew up there. And so I, that was our original plan. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. let's give ourselves a couple of years. But now I'm like, all right, we've got two years. Let's just keep chipping away, chipping away, yes. you know, the savings account for that trip because it's expensive. But honestly, I don't think it's much more expensive than Orange County, California. I believe <laughs> it. I believe that's an expensive it. place. Yeah. <laughs> and also you can, I'm actually, I've never, I've only voiced this to my husband, Ty, but I'm trying to save up I have, I use a Southwest business credit card for like business transactions. And so I was (laughs) like, I was telling him, I told him this a year ago. I'm like, I'm saving up for us to go to Hawaii, like for free, obviously wouldn't be free, like on the back end, but to get there and back. And so, yeah, it's funny that you mentioned Hawaii because I'm like, I want to take Ty to Hawaii on my business. Yeah. Yeah. On the business. That'd be so fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I will be rooting for that to happen for you. I'm rooting for you too. Thank you. It would be so cool if it was at the same time. Oh my gosh. We can create photos. (laughs) Awesome. Well, Angie, thank you so much. And as we wrap up, I want to ask you like where, if people have been listening in and you're like, I have to have more Angie in my life. So Angie, where can people find you, connect with you and like, all the things just get to know you. Definitely Instagram. That is my jam. That's where I show up every day. And my Instagram is Angie Janine. So that's mm-hmm. my middle name, J-A-N-I-N-E. And then my website, AngieMcPherson.com. They can connect with me, connect with me there. 
Awesome. Thank you so much. And listeners, if you've made it this far in this episode, that means you've probably enjoyed this episode. You've been learning a lot. You've been taking notes. And so I want to ask you the biggest favor. Do you mind leaving a review on Apple Podcasts and sharing this with your friends and business friends who you believe need help with systems and workflows for the back end of their business? And it would seriously mean the world to me. And it would um, also mean the world if you also liked and subscribed on the YouTube channel as well. So if you would rather learn via video, please follow me there. So until then, have an extremely streamlined and magical week. You amazing muggle you. I will talk to you all next week for another incredible systems and workflow magic podcast episode. So until then, bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Systems and Workflow Magic Podcast. You can find full show notes from today's episode at dollydelongphotography.com forward slash podcast. If you're loving the podcast, I'd be so honored if you'd subscribe and leave a review on your favorite podcast player. Be sure to screenshot this episode, share it to your stories, and tag me at dollydelongeducation over on Instagram. Until next time, go make some strategic workflow magic.